Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Gully Cricket to Bounce Wicket podcast. I'm your host, Srinivas. Hi, this is Manoj. Hi, this is Raja. Today, we have a special guest. He's someone who started covering sports even before any one of us on this podcast were born. He started his career with Patriot newspaper in 1981, and he later joined the Hindu, writing for Hindu newspaper and sports star. So he is the author of Virendra Sehwag's story, Virat Kohli's story, World Cup Warriors, and he is co-author for the books on Rohit Sharma and Speed Merchants. Now with another young author, Mr. Akshay Lokpali, his very own son, he is writing a book about the history of Indian badminton. Welcome to the show, Mr. Vijay Lokpali. Thanks for accepting our invitation and joining with us today. We are really delighted to have you on the show. Thank you, Srini, Raja, and Manoj. It's a pleasure. And in fact, I was waiting, and I, you made me prepare also because I had to prepare such a tough, uh, <laughs> going to be tough yeah. podcast. And I'm wondering why did you pick Lala Amarnath and not Mohindra Amarnath? Definitely, sir. We are going to come back to that. And uh, just we wanted to know that you have worked for forty years with the Hindu, and you retired, and then this pandemic has happened. So, how are you managing this, sir? normally people would like to go out and spend time with families and also now you are in a situation you are not able to move out so how are you managing yeah see it is uh, it's very hard because i've spent my career traveling uh, you know if there was no uh, there was cricket in winter and there was cricket in summer also because a lot of local cricket used to happen in delhi and i would keep myself busy and uh, it was very difficult to sit at home but now very difficult to step out i mean you you it is you are safe inside the house so i miss all those um, summer cricket matches because this was the season when they would begin at uh, three four grounds in delhi and uh, those were grace scene when you would have people like kapil dev navjot siddu manoj prabhakar you know they were regulars even lakshman right. kumble they have come and played summer cricket in delhi so you can imagine Uh, how it used to be uh, how competitive it used to be so but all that has gone now um, i mean you have to just bear with uh, what is happening and most of my time is uh, connected uh, with the young people and doing podcasts and video interviews sir i did a bit of googling on what to call someone who encourages everyone so i could not get any favorable results but i have decided to call you as an encouragist if you don't mind so please <laughs> tell us so please tell us how do you find so much time to encourage so many people like you you support you tweet so much supporting many people from different aspects of not only cricket different aspects of sport sometimes photography sometimes and many more things so tell us about that sir see it's a uh, i learned it from my seniors uh that you have to help out people and uh, especially you know in last one and a half years if you see uh, one little act of kindness or uh, assistance uh, uh brings so much of happiness to both i mean uh, if i help you you are happy i am also happy it's it's part of my growing up process where you know we were taught, we were taught certain things by parents and uh, elderly people in the family uh and it has helped me i have i i've been able to reach out to so many young people and uh, i keep learning from them and why shouldn't you help i mean if you are in a position to help somebody has come to you for help it is because maybe you know uh he feels that he he has a faith in you uh so you should not 
disappoint you can make an effort it's not always that uh, what you do uh, can uh, kind of uh, show him the right um, uh, success as if i can if i can say that but at least make an effort so and it takes nothing it takes absolutely nothing to help nothing to be kind it it in return uh, you make so many friends you there is so much of goodwill for all of us so that is what i feel shri definitely sir definitely and we need more people like you and you have been doing a great job supporting many many people so sir next thing is i'm sure if anyone from our generation meet you definitely the conversation will not end without mentioning sports star right so yes. so i do have a sports star story if you don't mind i would like to tell you you know about my uh, you know experience with sports star please please tell so i was a huge rahul dravid fan when i was growing up and uh, every week i before buying sports star i'll see who is the star poster and many times you know sports star cover lot of different game i mean sports and then people from all sports used to be there so even i struggled a lot to get a rahul dravid poster so wherever uh, if i go from my place to another place also if some vendor is selling some posters on road side i'll stop there and see if rahul dravid poster was there so i never succeeded in that uh, but in 2004 if you remember rahul dravid got two icc awards that year that was the first year when icc started giving you know awards like icc player of the year icc test player of the year so he got two awards that year and finally his poster has come up in you know sports star so i preserved that poster i still have that poster i i stick it to my wall for many years actually so i still have that poster that is my you know story with the sports star sir and some day god willing what will be really a fantastic thing to happen that we can both go to dravid and you can have it autographed from him definitely sir i will for you definitely i would love to do that in fact uh, manoj on the show is also a very huge fan of rahul dravid along with wow wow yes yes raja not fan of dravid <laughs> no no sir uh, how can there be somebody who is not a fan of rahul dravid universally yes. uh, beloved uh, player <laughs> yeah. absolutely absolutely before we start the episode i just want to touch upon two points the first one why we chose this topic right why specific specifically an episode focusing on amarnath and more specifically on lala amarnath first thing is uh, recently i heard a podcast uh, by gaurav kapoor and mr abhishek mukherjee came as a guest and he said few stories among the among those stories he spoke about lala amarnath for 2 3 minutes and i was really amazed by his achievements at a period where i mean cricket was just started in india or for an indian team was just started he was a great all rounder and i thought you know everyone should know this story in full length means they should know his achievements because in fact even in mohinder amarnath period we have few videos recordings and you know a lot of publications but in 1940s 30s we don't have you know so much of media to bring those stories to us that is uh, one reason why we chose this topic and second one why we chose you because as i mentioned in my introduction also you are someone who who were like who is telling us cricket stories right from our childhood maybe 40 years for for now you have been telling many stories in form of reports or feature articles or books so who else will be a better storyteller than you to bring this amazing story to us sir so 
these are the two points i would like to say you know before we start and uh, i i know there there is an interesting anecdote about your first meeting with lala marnad ji so why don't you tell us that before we start the episode yeah yeah that was an unforgettable part of my uh, journalism initial years uh, i was i was freelancing for the newspaper called the patriot and there uh, mr pvr menon was a sports editor Uh, i had been writing about young people a lot young cricketers so suddenly he said would you like to talk to lala amarnath i said my god i mean that will be a, such a huge such a huge privilege so he gave me the address he spoke to lala ji and um, prasad nagar was the address in west delhi so and then uh, he told me that look uh, you have to definitely ask him one question that um, should gavaskar continue as skipper um, and <laughs> i went there i was welcomed home um lala ji was there and there i was in front of him with a recorder uh, because um, he was very particular that his he should not be misquoted and my i began my interview i greeted him and uh, <laughs> i remember asking him the question should gavaskar be the captain and suddenly his expressions changed and uh, he just told me interview is over i said sir what happened he says no no interview is over you may leave now if you want pani pee lijiye and uh, pani pee lo but uh, you can go back and tell menon interview nahi hua and i was so dejected i said what happened then i went back <laughs> you can imagine my i had to wait till evening for the boss to come then i broke the news to him he, i said sir this is what happened the first question i asked he says who told you to ask this question in the beginning i said sir i thought it was your question so i had to ask your question first he says no he said you should have, that should have come at the end of the interview so again he called up lala ji in front of me and uh, lala ji uh, was obviously very angry and um, so it again it was fixed for next morning and again i went back to prasad nagar uh, rang the bell very i was so nervous Yeah, he he welcomed me in, and again we sat. He says, "Chalo, shuru karo interview." And I got him talking. You know, he and uh, that was my introduction to Lala Ji. I I have utmost respect, and I never felt bad because he scolded me. That was a lesson for me. You know, to don't not to ask stupid questions, and uh, definitely not stupid question in the beginning of the interview. Where definitely, know, where sir, definitely. <laughs> you would annoy him so and then and then towards the end but believe me i asked him the question towards the end and he okay. gave me an answer yeah he gave me an answer he says he said why do you want to remove gavaskar he's the best you have because right. there was a campaign going on with the gavaskar and kapil dev so that was my yeah. my first maybe second meeting first meeting was very different yeah. second meeting onwards yeah. i became very friendly with him but good yeah. lesson i learned early in my career yeah so before we get into the cricketing career of lala manaj ji uh, could you please tell us about his life uh, before he actually became a cricketer yeah very little is known even though if you see uh, his youngest son rajendra ramarath he's done a beautiful uh, biography of mm-hmm. uh, lala ji and uh, there are plenty of anecdotes and he throws light upon his early years uh, you know how he was uh, from lahore patiala right but uh, but yeah so uh, lala ji i mean i would like to uh, remember him know him as probably the most colorful 
cricketer we have ever had. Uh, we have had mm-hmm. great Kapil Dev, Gavaskar, Sachin, now Virat. I mean, there, there have been many, many cricketers along the way. But right. I don't think Indian cricket has come across a more colourful character than uh, Lalaji, uh, who was, he was bound to play because um, those days, you know, cricket was uh, promoted by the prince, Rajas and princes, you know. So, uh, he was uh, in the good books of them. Uh, he was very popular, sure. very talented. So, it was hardly a surprise uh, that uh, his, his entry into the test cricket was on a very high note. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lala Manath is the first Indian cricketer to score a test century for India and that won his debut. In 1933. So, can you tell us something about his cricket career, how it started, and how it has progressed over the years? Yeah, if you see, if you see his uh, the stats of his uh, career, he had not played many matches. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe a couple of uh, uh, very competitive games uh, before he made the debut at Bombay Gymkhana against England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was, as they say. I've read, I've read about it, uh, about the innings in various books and reports and from people, uh, I mean, the word has passed through the years, uh, like I telling you and you telling somebody else about the innings. And I, we were told that it was one fabulous innings full of uh, strokes. There were 21 boundaries, uh, I think, in that Nokia. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Uh, imagine, I mean, and it was an attacking innings right through, even though India lost, that's okay. But uh, people, mm-hmm. he, he left a huge impression on uh, cricket fans. Uh, and uh, I read somewhere that uh, after the match, even though India lost, the, people, the spectators would not leave from the stadium because they wanted to have an interaction with Lalaji. So Lalaji had to step out. Um, Maybe, you know, acknowledge their uh, support, uh, speak to them. And then only the crowd was dispersed because the, it, I was told it was a huge crowd who just wanted okay. a glimpse of Lalaji from close. So there, I think that day, the legend of Lalaji was, you know, established with a century on debut. Uh, unfortunately, if he didn't get another one, it was not because um, he was uh, not good. As you see during the course of the podcast, it will come that how his prime years were lost to uh, Second World War. Sure, sir. Uh, very interesting, interesting story. Um, there are some pieces on uh, internet that Lalaji was sent back home midway uh, in the 1936 England tour. Uh, could you tell us how how that happened and what was that about? That was probably the worst episode you can come across. I mean, uh, in in India's cricket history. Um, he was made a victim, victimized, um, and uh, uh, because there was some change of batting order, which uh, obviously uh, did not um, uh, it did not go in his favor. And the alleged the allegations were that he came back and he used um, very rough language against the captain and all. But then uh, all that was uh, we from what I heard from uh, uh, Rajendra Ramanath uh, from mm-hmm. gathered from his book. It's very clear. I mean, he uh, uh, he had uh, he they had targeted him, and uh, okay. which was sad because the the captain was busy, who should right. have been there on the tour at all from what uh, from the reports I have read, and uh, the manager was a gentleman called Major Britain James. You know, he kind of Jones. So he he took it out 
uh, he made it a personal issue he went mm. after lala ji and that was a terrible tour i mean there was such friction among the players um i read somewhere that you know uh this was lalaji himself had narrated this at the cricket club of india in 1994 when he was uh, he was the first recipient of the sikkanai to award and there i read this in rajin bala's book you know that how lalaji talked about being made the scapegoat and he narrated how uh, mustaqili uh, confessed or revealed that how vizi the captain wanted right. mustaqili to run out vijay merchant i mean those these things oh. are Uh, uh, they really they give they throw some light on uh, how it was during those days. I mean, today it it wouldn't have be it wouldn't happen, but that was how it was. And Lalaji, who had a great supporter in Sikkanaidu, uh, mm-hmm. great Sikkanaidu, you know, um, uh, when he made his debut, so uh, he suffered actually. I mean, this was uh, very very stra- very tragic. and lalaji would sometimes uh, he would he would talk about that incident uh, but then of course i mean we 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 would uh, make it a point not to kind of take him back into that into the era when you know he was humiliated mm-hmm. uh, for no fault of his uh, and there was he, he got support from everywhere from the team from some of the team members later and uh, the media supported him and ultimately uh, people realized that he was uh, absolutely Uh, uh, he had not made any mistake. He was not to be faulted. Right. And I'm very happy that Lalaji uh, came out with his reputation intact because uh, he was a sportsman, a cricketer at heart. Right, sir. Right. Yeah. Very unfortunate that he was sent back. So after the 1936 tour of England, the next time India played uh, an international Test match was in 1946. Uh, Can you tell us why uh, there was such a gap? Uh, World War Two. and uh, uh, if you remember cricket around the world had come to a stop and not just right. lalaji i mean those were uh, uh, some of the some of the big players who missed out uh, during peak years like donald bradman wally hammond hasset mm-hmm. hutton vinumankar you know they all their uh, they were in their prime and they lost uh, their prime years of cricket to the world war so uh right. sad in case of lalaji definitely i mean he could have been he could have uh, achieved achieved greater uh, feats but still i mean it it doesn't take away uh, anything from his splendid career so because of this gap in international cricket lalaji has actually not played cricket between 24 and 35 years of his age which are considered to be you know one of the best best uh, years to play cricket so but again uh, lalaji came back and he was the uh, first captain for india i mean independent india's first captain 1947 and played for india till 1955 uh, till he reached the age of 44 uh, which is uh, unthinkable at, uh, in the current times so can you please tell us how this phase went for him and were there any memorable victories for in india uh, for india in that phase well the best thing we should remember him for is the tour to australia you know where um, uh, it was mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. iconic tour uh, australia was considered such a strong team and uh, uh, lalaji uh, had to prepare himself uh, they had read about uh, bradburn so much and uh, uh, you right. know he he confronted uh, bradburn couple of times with his tactics like uh, sending the tail enders to open the innings oh. when he discovered in a match that um, Uh, the pitch was uh, 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 playing up 
and also remember that tour saw uh, lalaji uh, uh, making doing so well i mean he had mm-hmm. hundreds against south australia victoria queensland i think right. i think he had 5 500 on that uh, first class tour first class matches so that was uh, one tour which uh, which which earned him and the team praise from donald bradman you know and uh, like i remember right. reading where bradman says that that series for him uh, uh, was uh, bradman writes in his autobiography that one of my pleasant years he says uh, particularly referring to that series and it mm-hmm. was essentially because the dignity with the, uh, which uh, lalaji brought to the game you know and uh, there was comp- competition yes but there was lot of mutual respect also uh, Uh, right and lalaji was known for it i mean he he competed hard uh, but he had respect for the opposition also if they did well so i think uh, that series was uh, i mean there is so much written about it also like if you mm-hmm. happen to read um, uh, vijay hazare's autobiography um, there is a lot of references to uh, lalaji's the uh, tactical acumen um, yeah and i may, i'll quickly give you one incident you know there is there's a first class match at sydney the don bradman had scored 9900 this was this would have been 100 100 and uh, suddenly you know when he was on 99 uh, uh, lalaji introduced uh, kishan chand to bowl that over because okay. kishan chand was bowling fielding somewhere on the boundary and he called him in and uh, that was an idea to kind of fox bradman and bradman writes in his book that he had no idea what this bowler bowled so he 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 called it a, um, a superb move by the rival captain mm-hmm. uh, to con- to kind of confuse him with a bowler you had no clue what he is going to bowl so right. ultimately he got his 100 but uh, but look at uh, how lalaji read the game you know he was so so sure. particularly superior to many of his contemporaries those are incredible stories sir and uh, thank you for sharing them uh, sir uh, that also were, uh, you know a bit of a, uh, we don't really understand uh, what he did post his retirement because he uh, it is uh, he has been he was associated with the cricket for a long time could you please uh, tell us about lalaji's uh, you know post retirement life Lalaji had a fantastic uh, post-retirement life. You know, he was sought after for his cricket uh, reading, for his cricket intelligence. Uh, he 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 became a selector, and uh, he was again uh, known for his uh, very different ways uh, selecting. If you remember the Kanpur Test match against uh, Australia, where he brought Jasu Patel, when he saw the pitch, he realized this was the ideal pitch for Jasu Patel, who was summoned. He, he was not in the he was not in the team imagine so lalaji insisted and jasu patel played and uh, he played havoc on that pitch uh, uh, if you remember uh, taking nine wickets in one innings that was again lalaji's thinking you know he 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 was an amazing student of the game and it is said it is said that there was not a greater reader a uh, 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 person who could read the pitch better then lalaji because one bloke he would have a he would study the pitch and tell you that uh, this is how it would play over the next five four four days or five days it could take spin on the third day or second day so his he was uh, what should i say probably the best act, uh, expert uh, you can imagine and because of his 
understanding of the game he could also spot talent so beautifully you know he could he could tell you that okay this boy i like because he's got terrific footwork or some some bowler he's got a good in swing or uh, this bowler he is very good when he flights the ball so and all his observations would come true you know and um, uh, it was a joy uh, listening to him when he was of course much after his best years as an administrator were over we would um, uh, you know we would just surround him some of us and wanting to pester him uh, to tell the stories from his uh, playing days and then of course his his reading of the game like i said but he was a very successful uh, selector and administrator and like i said he was sought after uh, he had a good stint as commentator also not commentator he was expert he was expert uh, he never called himself a commentator because uh, that would be a wrong uh, that would not be an appropriate uh, description of lalaji he was a fantastic expert and believe me um, there again he was as popular as any other cricketer because they would they would not like to miss his comments he was very candid uh, uh, and uh, he was almost always uh, always proved right it's incredible sir well, yeah. brilliant to know that uh, so another story that uh, we came across while doing the research uh, for this uh, particular podcast was that uh, in uh, 1963 uh, uh, mr surinder amarnath who was the elder son of uh, lala ji he made his first class debut and in the same game uh, lala amarnath also played uh, in the same game and against in in the opposite uh, team Uh, and this is such an incredible uh, thing to observe where a father son are competing uh, against each other could you please uh, tell us a bit on uh, a little bit on what how that happened and how that game panned out yeah so this was a very um, what should i say a very rare uh, occurrence where uh, father and son uh, are getting to play and that two against each other this was uh, for um, in 1963 this was i think post uh, the china war defense fund match uh, which was played in pune uh, the pune club actually and uh, where um, surinder ramanath uh, played for the maharashtra chief ministers 11 and lala ji turned out for the maharashtra governors 11 team and there were some great names you know when surinder ramanath was in a team which had farooq engineer hanuman singh vijay manjrekar wow. volume rigger vijay hazare ajit wadekar bapunat karni ramakan desai and balugupte it was you know amazing uh, lineup and surinder ramanath i'm so i'm sure uh, he would have felt very privileged to be playing in this com- uh, company and then uh, of course the opposite team had equally big name the nari contractor hemodikari dilip sardesai chandu bode you know gs uh, ramchand and lala amarnath i mean lala amarnath was in the opposite team so this was um, a memorable day must have been for um, uh, surinder and uh, of course there was vinu mankar also playing uh, in lalaji's team but uh, uh, i don't remember lalaji talking much about uh, that game it was just uh, a kind of a, it i don't know if it was taken as a first class match we'll have to confirm that but uh, lala lalaji batted in the second inning not in the first he made 47 Uh, before he was bowled by vijay hazare so very interesting uh, game it must have been but those days that is how they used to raise funds you know uh, they would have film stars coming and playing or such matches where 
people could go and watch so many uh, stalwarts and stars uh, in one match what people must have done to you know lay eyes on such uh, superstars at that time brilliant absolutely absolutely and watching them from close uh, let me tell you lala ji was a very gregarious uh, person he would uh, he was a great company we would sit at his feet and listen to his cricket stories and also he was uh, the 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 inseparable pipe which he used to have you know he was known uh, uh, he would come to our office uh, uh, in ils building to the hindu office to talk to uh, mr kp mohan who was my colleague who was a great friend of uh, lala amarnath and lala ji would come and regale us and and all work in our hindu office in the on the first floor of ils building would come to a stop because <laughs> lala ji has arrived and he he would be yeah and he and he never tired of answering all their questions you know and they would keep bringing coffee for him he would keep puffing on his pipe and it was an unforgettable part of my cricket uh, career i think if lala ji is born in this generation he would have been most popular star right across on social media <laughs> most popular seen you have said it aptly most popular or he would have been on the cover of you know most influential people in the world oh my god absolutely absolutely and talking to him the interview which i did in the beginning then later when i and kp mohan went and did an interview of him i mean i was just listening okay and uh, the first time we went to his house in uh, near kutubenklev in kutubenklev so you know he was he had uh, uh, illnesses in the later part okay. of his career Okay. and uh, journalists would you know keep his obituary ready oh. and he would keep coming out of the hospital imagine wow <laughs> i have not known oh my god i have not known a person who knew he would say acha mera obituary bana ke rakha hai dekho main bahar aa gaya main bahar aa gaya so i mean i'm just sharing with you he was how he would defy death and come back so i have to tell you this uh, anecdote of lala ji when he was a selector he forced a 12th man to bat oh have you heard about this in a first class match uh, this was uh, i mean imagine this was almost 60 years ago uh, prem bhatia was the one who was the 12th man for that game and uh, uh, this was at the railway stadium it is what the karnel singh stadium also and suddenly uh, lala ji said i want to watch this boy so then he was told that he is 12th man he said so what i have to i have to i've come to watch him and he imagine i mean he was volume uh, uh, bigger was the captain of the west of india squad and uh, even prem bhatia i mean who was late in the later years he became manager of the delhi team he would take great pride in narrating this story you know so every time we would make uh, we make uh, uh, prem bhatia ji talk about that incident where lala he was a 12th man and lala ji made him play that game and he batted also and i think he scored 50 plus so amazing i mean this was an anecdote you can you can you can see the kind of influence uh, lala ji had where he could um, break all these uh, rules and i remember prem bhatia was uh, 19 or 20 uh, that time uh, his age so amazing i mean he he this count obviously is unthinkable even though you had they have these concussion substitutes and right. all today but uh, in lalaji's case that was he was years 
Your right of the, the, the rest. Just to add on few points about Lalaji's achievements for Indian cricket. So Lalaji is the first Indian to score a century in a Test cricket. He is the first Test captain for Independent India. Lalaji had longest interval between two Test matches for an Indian, which is twelve years and one twenty nine days. And Lalaji was part of India's first Test match winning team in nineteen fifty two against England in Chennai. Lalaji was the only player against whom Don Broadman got out for a hit wicket. You know, Shini, uh, what I had heard about that hit wicket was uh, he played so bad that he hit the hit the hit the stumps from behind. You know, uh, his bat hit the back side of the stumps, right at the back of the stumps. Not not okay. that the, not that the back back of his okay. back in the stumps. Imagine. <laughs> So he, yeah. he kind of knocked off his stumps in trying to play a shot. Yeah. Sir, uh, could you please uh, tell us a bit more about how uh, Surinderji's uh, career panned out uh, later on? Yeah, I mean, in his case, um, uh, it was I think again a sheer uh, what should I say a waste of talent because uh, Suri. I mean, that's how what he was known. Uh, he began with a century on debut in New Zealand. Uh, he was a prolific scorer and and, and a very attractive left-handed uh, batsman. Uh, but somehow, after making such a grand start, I think the pressure of living up to his father's reputation uh, that must have impacted his uh, approach to the game. But Suri was a. I watched him bat, and he was in. He was. Uh, he, I mean, you could not leave your seat uh, because he was such an attractive player and a very and he had probably all the shots in his uh, armory. And uh, I particularly remember his uh, double hundred. I was not a journalist. This was uh, in uh, Irani game, Irani Cup game uh, at the Ferocia Court Line, 1980, where um, uh, the team was to be picked for the Australian tour that year, and this was in October. And he got a 235, but still could not make the team. That was very, very disappointing. And I remember he had expressed his disappointment in the media because those runs, 235, came against an attack which included Kapil Dev, Kasim Ghavri, Dilip Doshi, Shilal Yadav. I oh. mean, thus the India attack. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, but after that century, made another 350s, I guess. Yeah, and. Uh, his international career lasted just two years, which was, uh, which was, which I think was not in tune with the talent he had. Uh, he he was uh, amazingly gifted player, and Lalaji would have a lot of praise for him, you know, uh, for his cricket uh, because he was natural. Uh, uh, and from what we had heard was, uh, he was not a natural left-hander. He was converted by Lalaji. Oh. you know, yeah. So that was. Um, an amazing story to which we heard, and 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 Surinder, of course. I mean, I, it would have been great. He 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 deserved to play another maybe another 30, 40 Test matches, but somehow I think people expected too much from him. I mean, his the fact that his career did not go beyond two years from the time he made a century on debut in New Zealand is uh, it, sad. I mean, we would have it would have been great to uh, to have watched uh, more and more of uh, Surinder Ramanath. At least for our generation, the most well-known person amongst the clan of uh, Amarnaths is Mr. Uh, Mohinder Amarnath. Uh, we know him as uh, the World Cup winning uh, 
you know uh, key part of the world cup winning 1983 squad very uh, uh, ended up being man of the match for uh, for the semi final as well as the final you know and his he, he was quite well known for his uh, ability to make multiple comebacks and uh, you know his huge uh, temperament uh, and uh, his uh, great courage that with uh, which he played uh, those uh, you know fast rising uh, bowlers like uh, holding and garner and all such a, a word on uh, mohinder ji sir yeah and- <clears throat> among the three brothers surinder uh, mohinder and uh, rajinder rajinder is of course the youngest um, uh, i have been i have enjoyed my relationship with uh, uh, jimmy pa because uh, he was uh, for my generation of journalists a role model to to look up to in daily cricket uh, uh, he was uh, uh, probably the most gutsy batsman you can ever imagine uh, he could he developed into an all-rounder he was he worked very hard and uh, uh, there are any number of stories you know uh, about the guts of uh, jimmy amanath and uh, we were very privileged in delhi because he would not like to miss a ranji trophy match and we would just before i became a journalist and then after a journalist uh, he he would not like to miss ranji so that was a great attraction for us to go to kotla and uh, and wait for uh, mohinder amarnath to come out and bat because he was technically so accomplished uh, temperamentally so uh, so accomplished and uh, the best part was he could get the best out of his colleagues you know the young colleagues he could guide them uh, in those years he was again uh, today there is much emphasis on fitness but jimpa was you know uh, he, uh, he was probably the fittest one of the fittest cricketers ever um, uh, one would uh, come across uh, raman lamba if you remember he was a uh, he was another fitness freak but raman used to tell me after the day's play uh, jimpa would take a round of the uh, kotla and or maybe after a net session he would go around but uh, um, uh, raman would always lose out uh, uh, when it came to um, uh, competing with jimmy amarnath because he would he would just collapse and jimmy jimpa would would uh, comfortably finish another couple of rounds of the of the kotla and uh, that was a fantastic uh, i have some very very fond memories of uh, jimpa and uh, 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 speaking with him interacting with him uh, learning cricket the nuances and the finer points uh, of of the game with him because he took he was he is a fantastic teacher you know very patiently he will explain to you Uh, why the pitch behaved in a certain manner or why a bowler wasn't successful or how a batsman uh, how he was able to construct that innings on that page footwork uh, jimpa was very very particular about the about uh, looking at the footwork and uh, and also the fact that he would say you know you have to know how to leave the ball you know you should be a good judge of which ball not to play so uh, that makes you a very good batsman and uh, uh, it was he was there are many stories i can tell you about uh, jimpa you know from his from his uh, domestic cricket days international cricket days and um, i mean there was one incident like quickly tell you about how he was hit on the face by marshal 
in the west indies just before the world cup the tour and he had to go to the hospital uh, the the wound had to be stitched and then when he returned uh, this story was told to me by yashpal sharma yashpal sharma was the non striker when uh, when he saw mohinder ramanath coming to bat he said my god he is coming to face the same bowler who has hit him and uh, yeah and uh, nothing i mean he wanted to speak to uh, jimpa but he just uh, told him to wait at the other end and uh, as yashpal sharma tells us you know the first ball he knew what marshall was going to bowl and he also knew what jimpa would uh, was going to do the first ball uh, was a bouncer from uh, malcolm marshall and uh, yashpal says i i shut my eyes because he knew uh, uh, he will not uh, duck he will definitely try to hook the ball so he was uh, worried you know uh but when he said when he when i closed my eye when i opened my eyes i realized uh, jimpa had hit hook the ball for a six so wow. that is yeah so that is um, uh, jimmy amarnath uh, that was how his response was to lala uh, to 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 malcolm marshall who was the quickest and the most dangerous bowler in the world those days and if you remember uh, jimpa's uh, pictures from the world cup you will discover the mustache and it was because he could not shave after being hit on the face uh, by malcolm marshall so that is the reason not that he grew it it was just that he could not shave so <laughs> you will see jimpa having a uh, sporting a mustache at the world cup 1983 incredible story sir uh, very we're fortunate that uh, you you know you were able to describe such things in such detail uh, it's incredible to just you know uh, the, just to listen to these stories uh, are uh, so inspiring and giving us uh, goose pimples I, i must have been incredible just to see him in action yeah you know about jemipa and lala ji you know they would they would quickly tell you that if this batsman was going to make runs you know they would they would quickly tell you that he's middling the ball very well or something like he's using his feet very well or he has he has negotiated the new ball very well so things observations like this you know it was such such an education sitting next to uh, uh, jimpa and uh, sitting next to lala ji at the railway ground or at the ferusha kotla or at the race course ground i remember there was a match at the race course ground range trophy match Uh, where uh, three days I spent with uh, Lala Ji, uh, listening to some amazing stories. I mean, for me, uh, that was great cricket education. First from Lala Ji, and then of course uh, Jimpa, who was who is an amazing, amazing student of the game. Uh, and sir, uh, last in my series of uh, questions that I wanted to ask you was, uh, uh, could you please uh, tell us about how Mr. Uh, of uh, how Rajinder Ji sir. career panned out sir yeah see rajender uh, according to lala ji was probably the most talented and he 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 excelled he made uh, he showed early signs those days used to have school boy series you know so he he came across as a very attractive uh, all rounder but uh, but not in the same league obviously as uh, jimpa and surinder ramanath uh, i have known rajender very well Uh, he again you know he was very fond of uh, lala ji uh, also because lala ji gave him special attention uh, since he was the youngest in among them and also the fact that uh, again i thought i thought uh, uh, rajender had to face the 
pressure of living up to lalaji surinder uh, and and and, uh, and jimpa so somehow along the way he could not do justice to his uh, talent because he was a good bowler he could bowl a uh, good medium pace and uh, he was able to seam the ball very well and he was a decent batsman uh, but for many reasons i don't know uh, maybe he wasn't uh, he didn't get the right breaks but uh, his career uh, did not take off uh, like it should have uh, and especially having come from Uh, the first cricket family of the country you know uh, lala ji surinder mohinder they all played for india and uh, it would have been fitting if uh, uh, rajinder and we call him johnny you know if he had also played uh, uh, the international cricket or represented india but he was again he played a lot of cricket in uh, in, in england he would go and play for the minor counties and uh, he played for delhi played for haryana Uh, but uh, unfortunately his career didn't take off thank you thank you sir we have few questions from twitter users uh, let's look at those sir first question is uh, from ms tipanna he would like to know has lala ji ever written his biography is there any book of it so i think you have addressed it right you said uh, mr rajender amarnath has written book about lala ji absolutely and it has everything so many stories about lala ji you know and uh, rajender has worked very very hard he took time research he did a lot of research and he had the advantage of having uh, uh, having lot of conversations with lala ji and of course uh, jimpa and surinder is elder brother so that book i must say is one of the best we have uh, one of the best cricket books we have uh, on indian cricket and especially on on a personality like uh, lala ji so next question is from komal sanjay gupta and pratham both of them have asked the same question uh, why did it mohinder amarnath revert to his traditional batting stance after west indies you know i mean uh, got him out for four or five ducks in a series in 1983 yeah there were uh, see all the technical adjustments uh, uh, mohinder had made uh, came from the fact that uh, uh, his eyesight he had some eyesight problem because if you remember okay. yeah because i i went through his uh, is uh, the scorecards uh this the sequence was uh, terrible i mean 4 and 7 against pakistan then 0 0 against Khan, it, at kanpur against the west indies 1 and 0 at delhi against the west indies then again 0 0 against the west indies at kolkata in subsequent in, in consecutive matches so this was unheard of i mean for somebody like uh, jimmy amanat to fail and before the sweeney and um, uh, let me tell you Uh, this was before the 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 the, the uh, sequence began he had hit 200s in the west indies okay. imagine and yeah and uh, and then uh, after the sequence also he hit 100s in pakistan so it was that particular phase uh, even he was not able to under, uh, adjust so he he tried the two wide stance and then went back of course later the side on stance so he did make adjustments and uh, since he was Uh, technically sound uh, uh, when it came to reading the game so he was able to make these adjustments and uh, uh, open eye two wide stance was something very rare for people to yeah. see in indian cricket but he tried it yeah so next question is from uh, sport radio as where he wanted to know uh, what did amarnath do to fix his technique versus fast bowling how did he become so good at it 
I think he was hit on his head multiple times by fast bowlers, but every time he come back and he hooked them again. So he wanted to know probably how he worked on that. You see, that was the beauty of Jimpa. Uh, 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 he won, like I said in the beginning, his guts. You know, he, yeah. he when in the team, uh, they always said, "Oh, abhi to Jimpa hai." You know, so they always knew that there he was. And the same team had. Uh, uh mr sunil gavaskar it had mr kunlapa vishwanath you know strengthening the batting and then kapil dev came in later years to strengthen the indian team but uh, uh, in case of uh, mohinder ramanath it was his footwork his essentially uh, uh, it was such a delight to you see him bat against the spinners and uh, i wish you had seen him uh, how he would step out and hit the spinner over the cover Wow. you know over cover yeah that was his favorite shot and he would and how he, how he would dance down the pitch it was such a delight this is something which we don't get to see today where you know you don't get to see many spinners flighting right but yeah, yeah when yeah. those days they would flight and he would come out and his defense was so good and like i said he was able to leave the ball so beautifully you know uh, so that was his strength and he did work on his technique Uh, that's how i think and relied mainly on backed himself to to stand and face the fast bowlers he was fearless uh, yeah. normally if you would get hit you would develop some kind of a fear but he came back strongly every time you know and made right. a point uh, uh, strongly yeah so th- thank you thank you for uh, sharing that sir and next question is being asked by v manjunath so he wanted to know lala as a bowler carrying the attack with the likes of dattu padkar and mankad on australia tour of 1947 48 so how lala ji has managed to set field for bradman especially after his masterpiece innings in brisbane yeah i know i mean uh, 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 that was i went went through a lot of uh, stuff uh, to see what kind of field positions like uh, lala ji was very particular about having slips uh, because he was essentially a swing bowler he could swing yeah. the ball and 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 from what i've heard and read was that he when he was a wrong foot bowler i hope you know that oh is it okay yes okay. yeah yeah he was a wrong foot bowler and uh, he could swing the ball in and out without any perceptible change in the action so he was a very deceptive bowler a very deceptive bowler and uh, like i said he would read the batsman so beautifully that the opposite opponents had lot of respect for his uh, approach and uh, uh, but he he did not believe in defensive uh, bowling so obviously he must have set very attacking fields for donald bradman who had who had only praise for uh, lala amarnath cricket acumen great sir so next question is from l choppernos but i think we have addressed that on 12th man playing in the team right you already yeah. narrated that story how lala ji has influenced the 12th man to play the game yes choppernos is is a fantastic uh, i hope you know what his name is abhishek kapoor he is from the north stand gang and okay. i love okay. i love his cricket reading i love interacting with him and okay. he is one guy like you are today he keeps keeps kind of picking my brains on cricket from my era which okay. uh, they were not able to watch today okay. you can always go back into youtube there will be a lot of cricket to watch but then there are so many incidents and believe me yeah. uh, i mean i must tell you srini raja and manoj that among the youngsters uh, of today uh, abhishek is has amazing memory 
and he has yeah and he is a great um, what should i say he has a sense of uh, occasion he does a lot of research he will tell you in for the week he knows who was born who who had passed away on and wow. some landmark uh, events he 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 maintains a diary so he is a fantastic i was not a cricket fan like him at his age honestly okay so yeah. i love interacting with him abhishek yeah, yeah. yeah sir he brought us one more anecdote actually uh, let us know if you heard of it before where uh, lala amarnath ji has said something to everton weeks of a west indies cricket player when everton weeks was batting in the previous test somewhere so amarnath ji went and told can't wait to see you how you play in kolkata on a grassy pitch when i am swinging the ball and then everton weeks came and came to kolkata and scored i think 130 or 140 so you are aware of this anecdote any any yes i am very yes and um, uh, because like i said our great abhishek he must have read i don't know how many times he must have gone through the internet researching all these looking for these <laughs> anecdotes yeah. and obviously he has read it somewhere definitely right? he, he, yeah. yeah he has read it so uh, that's what the best thing i like about him and uh, yes this was uh, this was i i remember having read it so it is it is it is an interesting anecdote thank you sir thank you for joining with us today and sharing so many anecdotes about lala ji and jimmy amarnath uh, and we'd like to catch up with you someday again yeah, yeah i would love to i would love to i would love definitely to sir maybe you can have uh, uh, another one from another era who you would have watched uh, definitely. you know there yeah. very little footage available but uh, yeah. lala ji you have made a wonderful start he is probably the most outspoken yes he was outspoken but he was he is probably the most colorful uh, uh, cricket character you can come across in indian cricket and uh, to sure. have to sure. have kind of guided and 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 groomed uh, sunindra manath and mohinder manath to play with dignity and success for the indian team is some right. something to be fr- proud of so that's all for the episode guys thanks for tuning in stay tuned for more such interesting episodes do follows on spotify and apple podcast do rate us and comment on apple pad stay safe stay healthy bye bye